Welcome to the Portland Christian Center Podcast. This is the audio version of our live Sunday morning gathering. To view our live Sunday morning gathering, go to pcctoday.com. Yeah. <laughs> well, I hope everyone had a Thanksgiving. If you don't know me, my name is Pastor Jason, and I get to serve our youth and men's ministry here at Portland Christian Center. So, I would love to meet you after service. Just come up and say hello to me. Um, So I hope you had a great Thanksgiving. I hope you guys uh, gobble gobbled on the turkey until you wobbled wobbled. You guys just had all that kind of stuffing, all the good stuff. And so I hope that your time with your family was peaceful. Um, And so today uh, we're going to be in John chapter 14, verse 27. That's where we're going to park. We'll jump around a little bit, but they will be on the screen. So you can go there ahead of time. Um, And I just want to kind of start off like this. My message today is called Finding Peace. Now, what's going to happen today is I'm going... I'm getting ready to download a lot of information to you. And the one thing I tell my students is this. um, You need to ask the Holy Spirit, what is that one thing he has for you today? Maybe some of you probably need all three, just letting you know. But what is that one thing that he has for you today that's going to change your life forever? I believe if we come with the heart open to receive what the Holy Spirit wants for us, that's when we start to see transformation in our lives. And so before we go any further, I wanted to open up in prayer and ask the Holy Spirit to start speaking to our hearts right now. Lord, I come to you in the most humble way I possibly can. And Lord, I pray that today you will raise us to a higher standard. That, Father, we've come in here broken. We've come in here, Lord, with hurt, pain. We've also come in here excited to see what you're going to do. And so, Lord, I pray that this Sunday is not just going to be another Sunday, but it's going to be a Sunday, Lord, that we're going to leave, Lord, transformed. We're going to leave, Lord, knowing that we've encountered the mighty God. And so, Lord, I pray that I will decrease, and so you may increase. And it is in your great name that we pray, amen and amen. Did you guys know that we all have some things in common? So let me give you an example. Like, one of the things that I hate is traffic, okay? Especially in Oregon. Now, you all know that I'm a Cali boy by heart, but I've grown to love Oregon except for its traffic. And you may ask, why? Well, let me me share with you. Um, There's one thing that Oregon is good at. They like to replace um, their streets or work on their streets, right? Um, But what happens with Oregon is that they tend to um, plan construction and, and, and so they give you detours, and you go on that detour, and, you, and then all of a sudden, the next street over, there's another construction site going on. And you're just like, okay, so I'm going to go around this way, and you're going for like 10 minutes, and all of a sudden, you're like, man, not again. Like, here I am sitting in traffic because I can't get around this. Now, I'm just being honest. I'm going to be a little honest with you today. Like, a show of hands. Let's, let's interact for a little bit. Who here hates traffic? Like, let's just be. Okay, I think almost every hand in here. If you don't, I don't know if you're human. But all of us, there was a lot of hands. Now, we're going to be talking about peace. Let me help you with something that helped give me peace in the middle of traffic, okay? And this is from the great almighty Pastor Rick. This is what he said. He says, remember this. If you hate traffic, remember this. You are the traffic. 
So whatever you do with that, that is up to you, whatever you want to do with that, okay? But here, let's, let's keep going with this. Um, how about this? For the people um, that go to a grocery store, and maybe you're not wearing like what you would normally wear on a Sunday, or you don't look like you're presenting yourself like you normally would, right? You go to the store. Um, some of you, I know you didn't brush your teeth, right? Or you didn't do your hair, whatever it may be. Um, and so you walk into the store and you're like, I don't want a people today. I'm just going to go in, get my ice cream or get what I want. And I want to get out. And then all of a sudden you come and you turn the aisle and you're like, there's somebody you know. Now, I might be being a little too real with you guys today, but all of a sudden you're like, oh, I forgot something on aisle four over here, right? Because you just don't feel like peopling, right? Am I being a little too honest today? All right, so this is what's going to happen if you guys aren't saying that you agree with me. We're going to change this finding freedom in line. Because you all know you've been in that same spot where you've come. I probably, I'm going to go further that some of you were in these hallways saw somebody and you're like, uh-oh, I'm going this way. I got to go to the bathroom all of a sudden. <laughs> Am I being too real today? All right. So how about this one? You guys are going to like this one, okay? One thing we have in common. You guys ready? We all saw the 49ers beat up on them Seahawks. Woo! Ooh, there's my 49ers right there. Too soon? Too soon? Little too soon? Okay, okay. Little too soon. I'll, I'll let that go. We'll, we'll address it next week. But all seriousness, the one thing that we all have in common is this, is that we all want peace in our lives. That is 100% in this room. We all want peace in our lives. Sadly, though, most people will search and never find it. You may say that's a bold statement, but let me kind of help that statement. So as I was researching and studying, I went to a lot of different websites. I went to the Pew Research. I went to Gallup and many more. And you know what I found is this, is that depression, anxiety, and loneliness are at an all-time high. Matter of fact, did you know that suicide is, num is one of the number one leading causes of death in the U.S.? Cedar sinai some, uh, they say this. They say that over the last 20 years, suicide has gone up 40%. Have you looked at the world lately? It's in chaos. Like, we have to be real today. Like, we have people that don't know their identity. They don't know which way to go and, and, and who God has created them. We see war after war. We see unrest in our world. People are desperate for peace and they just can't find it. Maybe today, maybe today you walked in here today and you have doubt, you have fear, you have all these anxious thoughts you have uncertainty in your life, and you're screaming, and you're desperate for peace, and you just can't find it. Let me help you out with that. First thing is this. I want to encourage you. You're not the first person to ever experience that. And you know what? You're not the only person in this room. Do you know the people that traveled closest with Jesus, they had times of uncertainty? They had times where they were maybe lacking on peace in their lives. 
You're not the first. In John chapters 13 through 17, this is known as the Jesus' upper room discourse. And really what this is, it's the last supper that's happening before Jesus Christ is going to get crucified. And, and, and so he's in this room with his disciples, and he's trying to teach them, but he's also trying to encourage them of what is about to take place in their lives. The uncertainty, the doubts, the fears. Jesus is trying to get them to understand what is going to happen in their life. And so today, I have three practical but critical ways that, we could, that will help us find peace in our lives. But before we talk about those, I want us to understand the word peace. Because this word, believe it or not, is a lot harder to understand than we think it is. So when you look in the Hebrew, um, peace or shalom is uh, defined as completeness, soundness, welfare. It was also a greeting and a farewell. Now, if you look into the Greek, it's called, it's, it's, it's irene. And really what this is, is it refers to this internal state of tranquility or harmony or reconciliation. Okay, trying to bring this down simple for us to understand. So the piece that we're going to read about today is really quietness, calmness, or rest despite troubles or uncertainties. So now, if we were to look at the world's way of how they measure peace, it would go something like this. It's really the absence of problems. So what does that look like? So what it would look like is this, is that everything in my life is going smoothly, right? Like, like the money, money's good. Maybe I just got all my debt paid off. Um, uh, there's no conflict going on in my, my, my life right now. Um, no problems happening with relationships. Um, maybe the, 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 the world is not at war right now. Like this is what uh, the world kind of describes as peace. And that's when they say like we've achieved this peace is when that is the scenario. But there's something wrong with that. There is truth in that. We should all try to find kind of like that peace, right, that quietness. But there's something wrong because what happens in this is that when the circumstances change, there goes the peace as well. See, what I love about Jesus is this. He tells his disciples, he's very real. He says in, in John chapter 16, just two chapters over, verse 33, he tells them this. I have told you all this so that you may have peace in me here on earth. You will have many trials and sorrows. But take heart because I have overcome the world. That's the reality. That's what I love about Jesus. Like when you study Jesus, he did not candy coat the gospel. He did not candy coat anything to his disciples. He told them truth. And what I love about it, if you just go four chapters over, you will see the disciples are locked up in the upper room, scared, anxious, their thoughts are going, uncertainty, because they're scared of what's next in life. Their peace has been robbed at that moment. And what we have to understand is that, friends, we will all experience trouble. 
We will all experience times in our life that is going to cause us to have fear. There's going to be times in our life that's going to, uh, we're going to be anxious in our thoughts. We're going to have anxious uh, times in our, in our life. We have to understand that. But Jesus, what he's telling them here is he's saying this. I, I'm, my peace doesn't remove the problems. My peace helps you in the midst of the problems. That's my peace that I offer you. And so today, if you're taking notes, this is my big idea. Peace is not found in the absence of problems, but in Christ. In 2010, my wife, Courtney, and I, things were looking good. Her career, she was moving up. In her, in her job, I was moving up in my career. She was in a euphoric state because she knows that I'm her husband. And, and so, why are y'all laughing? Right, Courtney? See, look at that. She gave me that. See, you guys. So anyway, she's, so, so but, but the cherry on top of this year was that my little girl, Sophia, had just been born. And so we're new parents, life was good, our careers are going, we're making money, things looked good. But then I started to get headaches. And as I'm getting these headaches, one day I, I felt like my right peck and I go, wow, like man, that hurts. And so time went on and I, I found this lump in my right peck. And so um, I went to the doctors to get it all checked out. And so like any doctor, they're going to say, hey, that's not normal, and um, you need to go get some tests done. And so I did that. I went and got some tests done. And in this, days later, um, I received a call from the, the receptionist, and she says, um, hey, we need you to come meet with the doctor to discuss your results. And I said, okay, that's fair. And so I go, and um, I go to the office, and they put me in that cold little room, Right? Anyone a doctor in here? You know why that room's so cold? Um, and they put you on that like bench seat with that paper that anytime you like move, it goes, right? All that. So, so I'm sitting there and, and, and as I'm waiting, I'm anticipating that knock, you know, when they go like knock and then they kind of stick their head in first just to see if you're like doing all right. And then they come in. So I'm anticipating this moment and she comes in, she gets her little stool and she sits there. And she says, hey, so I want to discuss your results. And the words that came out of her mouth next would drown out my peace. The words that she said next to me, or to me, would start to cause these anxious, restless thoughts in my head. And my question for you today is this, do you have peace today or are your mind and heart restless? Are troubles and uncertainties drowning out your peace today? I think back to the night when the the disciples were in the upper room with Jesus. They were restless. They were asking many questions. They were anxious. They had a lot of uncertainty about the future once Jesus would leave them. But in the midst of this, Jesus tells them this. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you, not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. 
Jesus reassures them, no matter the trouble they're going to walk through, no matter the outcome that they experience in their life, that they can live a life more, experiencing more in their life, unlike the world, but because of his peace that he offers. Now I want you to imagine with me some of these disciples. Let's put Peter in this, because I can see Peter totally doing this, okay? I can see Peter... As Jesus tells him, hey, my peace, I can see Peter say, like, really, Jesus? Like, do you know what's about to happen? Like, reality starting to set in for them. Do you understand what is about to happen? Like, dude, you're about to go to the cross. You're about to be dead. Like, we left everything. Hey, let's focus back on me. We left everything to follow you. I don't know what's next for me, and you're telling me to have peace? Like, are you joking me? Maybe that's you today. Maybe if you had the opportunity to come up to me right now, you would sit there and say, you don't know what I'm going through. You don't know what I have gone through. Like, you're telling me that I'm supposed to have peace when this person did this to me or I'm going through this and you're telling me that I should have peace? Like, are you joking me? And this is what I would tell you. Yes. I would also tell you, I know it's not easy to find peace in circumstances. I know it's not. But I would tell you is this. I believe what Jesus says. I believe that no matter what you're going through, no matter what you've gone through, that you could experience the peace that he offers. But here's the thing. Are you willing to allow him to have that? We could all experience his peace. And so you might say, that's great. I've heard this before. Or you might be thinking, okay, great, I'm hearing you, I'm tracking with you, so how do I receive this peace that you're talking about? This would be the first thing. First practical way, but critical thing is this. The peace of God requires peace with God. Friends, if you lack peace, you need to ask yourself, how is your peace with God? This is the starting point. Your peace with God. Romans 5.1 tells us this. Therefore, if you, or, or, therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Peace only comes to those who have first have peace with God through faith in Christ. So a question that I'm going to ask you guys today is this. Have you put Christ in the right place of your life? Like part of us growing, part of allowing the Holy Spirit to, to work in our lives is that we have to assess ourselves. We have to ask hard questions. And you have to ask yourself, is Christ in the right place in your life today? We can only experience this peace that God offers. Why? Only because of what Jesus did on the cross. Friends, there's nothing that we can do. There's nothing that this world can offer for peace. 
There's no church program. There's no seminar. There's no seven easy steps for you to receive this peace. There's only one way to receive this peace, and this is through Jesus Christ, the Prince of Peace. That's the only way. And so it has to start here. This is, this is a non-negotiable in your life. It has to start here. What does this all mean? This means that you have to surrender your life to Christ. This means that you are saying that I am, uh, 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 I'm accepting the terms of what the cross means in my life. I'm accepting that when I tell Pete or when I said to Jesus that, I have, that he's gone to the cross and that I accept him and I believe he rose from the grave. Now I have been saved. You have to accept those terms. Because when we accept those terms, now, now God has removed what is owed to you. And he has changed it with peace with him. It starts with him. Friends, we must have peace with God before we think we will experience the peace of God. And so I want to pause in this moment real quick, because what's going to happen next, what we're going to be talking about next, if this isn't reconciled, if this isn't, uh, you, if you're not having peace with God, the rest of it's going to be hard. I promise you that. We're going to go a little further today. But right now, what we're going to do is we're going to pause. It's a little different, because I want you guys to experience peace in your life, and it has to start here with God. And so what I'm going to ask is that anyone here is saying, hey, I need peace with God. I need to make it right. I need to accept. I need to live out Romans 10, 9. I need to confess that Jesus is my Savior. If this is you, I just want you to raise your hand. You, you, could, you could bow your hands, but really, we got to have boldness now. If you're saying, I need to make peace with God, I'm going to ask you to raise your hand. Amen. Thank you for your boldness. Amen. You want revival? It's going to take us being bold. Amen. It's okay. We can let the Spirit just keep moving. So we're going to, church, we're going to come together as a family, and we're just going to say quick, and then we're going to move on, okay? I'm going to talk to the rest of you that raised your hand. Um, listen to this. If you want to keep experience peace, you don't end it right here. You go to the hub. You find a pastor. You get with them, and you say, what is my next steps? Okay? We could talk about that more, but do not just leave here today without speaking with somebody. Lord, I give you my life. Come on, church. Repeat after me. Lord, I give you my life. Lord, I surrender to you, and I want peace with you. Lord, forgive me of my sins. Lord, make me whole. And today, Lord, you are my Savior. In your name we pray, amen and amen. Hey, give them a hand. So the next thing is this. The peace of God requires letting go of the world. Friends, I'm going to be a transparent with you today. Uh, too many Christians want the peace of God, but they're not willing to let go of the world. 
if you're holding on to the world, if you're living a lukewarm life, I promise you this, you will continue to have an anxious, restless mind and heart because you are divided between trying to find peace in the world and the peace with God. Let me remind you of what Christ said in this passage. He says, I leave you with my peace I give to you, not as the world gives do I give to you. He's saying, no matter what the world offers, it's only temporary. It will change on you. Circumstances will change. I don't give that type of peace. What I do is I give you a peace that can sustain. I love how Paul, he reminds us that our flesh and the spirit are always at war. Galatians 5.17 tells us this, that the sinful nature wants to do evil, which is just the opposite of what the spirit wants, and the spirit gives us desires that are opposite of what the sinful nature desires. These two forces are constantly fighting each other, so you are not free to carry out your good intentions. Galatians 5.17. What you give more attention to is where you will find your peace. What does that mean? If you give your flesh more attention, the best you will find ever is the peace that the world offers. But if you give attention to the Spirit and you allow Him to transform your heart, your life, you allow Him to enter in and you allow Him when my marriage is broken, when my kids aren't serving Christ, all of these circumstances, you allow the Holy Spirit to come in. Why? Because He is the comforter. He's the one that will give you peace in the middle of that circumstance. And if you feed that more, that's the peace that you will receive. What are you feeding more? The reality and the truth is, friends, is this. You can't live the way you were living before you made peace with God. Your life has to look less and less like the world and more and more like Christ. Jesus, in the same chapter, in verses 15 and 23, he tells them this. If you love me, If you love me, obey my commandments. If anyone loves me, he will keep my words. Friends, if you are not experiencing the peace that Christ offers in your life, a question you have to ask yourself is, what am I feeding more? Am I feeding my flesh more? Am I giving my flesh more attention than I am to the Spirit? If you're not experiencing peace, We have to ask these questions because I'm going to be very truthful. God will never be second in our lives. God will not take our leftovers. That is not the God we serve. Until you put him number one in your life, until you put Christ in the right place of your life, you will continue not to experience that the peace Christ offers. The third thing is this. The peace of God requires giving everything to God. See, the reality is that we will always experience problems. We'll always experience anxiety. We'll always experience hurt in our life. We will always see this world in chaos and unrest. But in these moments, experience the peace that Jesus offers 
comes down to trusting him with everything. Paul gave us a cheat code on this. It's in Philippians 4, 6 through 7. And it says, be anxious for nothing but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Let your requests be made known to God and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Friends, it's a peace that guards the heart and mind. It's a peace that provides a sense of calm in the times of trouble. This world can only offer you temporary relief, temporary peace, but the peace of God is enduring and unshakable. You go for it. If you want to experience more in your life, you want to experience this peace, it takes giving everything to God. Let me ask you some questions. How is your relationship with God? Now, I want to talk to some of you people that have already made peace with God. Because the people that just did that today, they're growing. Sanctification, we all know that. But I want to talk to some of the people right now that have made peace with God. How is your relationship with him? What does that mean? Like, are you in the word of God? Are you spending time on your knees pleading for your family? Are you on your knees pleading for your marriage? Are you on your knees pleading for this church? Are you on your knees pleading? How's your relationship with God going? Because we got to give everything. That when my marriage is broke, Lord, here it is. Lord, when my, my child isn't serving God, here it is. Here's everything, Lord. I come to you saying, here is everything that I give. This is going to hurt a little. But are you... Let me, let me get my thought. I'm all about mentors in my life. I have many. I'm all about people speaking life over me. But I think there's some here today, your God is someone else. You're giving everything to that person and not God. You're going to that person and saying, hey, I need you to speak peace over me. And why? Because that helps you get day to day to day. But when that day comes and you wake up again, all of a sudden that peace is gone and that affirmation isn't there anymore. And I think some of you are also just trying to do this on your own, your own strength. See, the reality is this, my friends, is that peace comes from believing deep in your heart that God is in control of all my troubles, all my anxious thoughts, all my restlessness, all my troubles, he is in control. God's peace comes when you soak in his presence. God's peace comes when it's just you and him locked in a room and saying, Lord, I need you now. These this, this problem I can't handle, Lord, I'm nothing without you. Lord, I need this peace. It comes when you soak yourself in the presence of God. Why? Because the closer we get to God, the easier it is to experience true peace. 
So you might be wondering, what stole my peace that day? I didn't leave you hanging. What stole my peace that day? You know what stole my peace? When she said those words, Jason, you have a brain tumor. And I need you to go see an endocrinologist because probably the next step for you is going to be brain surgery. And I remember the peace that just went away. I remember in that moment, I went to go call Courtney, my wife. She only worked about maybe five, ten minutes from that doctor's office. And I called her and I said, Courtney, this is the news that I just got. And she said, don't worry, I'm on my way. And as I sat in the parking lot, these anxious, restless thoughts of, will I be there for my wife? Will I be there for my little girl to walk down her aisle? Will I be there? And she pulls up, and she just comes and hugs me. And all we can do in that moment is just cry. And if I'm honest, friends, that took a lot out of me. That, that, that took my peace. And I had to work through it. And I had to every day soak myself in the presence of God. Every day. And you know what? There was days where I didn't feel the peace. And there was days where I felt like giving up. But then, but then there was a day when I felt the peace of God come over me and he said, it's gonna be okay. And I'm telling you, friends, when that peace came over me, I said, Lord, thank you. And I never looked back, never looked back. That's the peace of God that will be in the midst of troubles. A lot of you in here know my story. You know that I'm an ex-addict and I don't know how I would have walked through that moment if I didn't have the peace with God. If I didn't have Christ in the right place of my life, I don't know what I would have done because my old self would have tried to found peace in alcohol and drugs, but this time I had a peace to help walk me through it. Don't tell me that we don't serve a God that will give you peace no matter how big, how small the circumstance is. He says, peace, I leave with you. That's the peace of God. Fast forward to 2019. I get a call from Portland Christian Center and they say, hey, we want you to come up. We want you to come up and be our youth pastor. Long story short, I ended up coming. November of 2019, I go to my last endocrinologist appointment. And one of the things that they had to do is they had to measure my tumor every year to make sure that it wouldn't grow. Because if it did, I can go blind. I can do a lot of things that can start happening to my life. You want to talk about peace? I never experienced any of this side effects, but let me keep going. 2019, I go to my last endocrinologist appointment. We do the tests like normal. I'll get back to you in a few days. She calls me and says, I need to meet with you about your results. So I go to the doctor, walking in with peace, no matter what's going to happen, whatever she tells me, God, you're in control. I walk into her office, and this time I hear different words. 
Jason, your tumor is gone. Peace I leave with you. My peace. Friends, it takes boldness. It takes being diligent in your relationship with Christ. But I'm telling you, I'm a walking testimony that you could have peace in the midst of your storm. When you're going through life, there's going to be moments of anxiety. There's going to be moments of worry. There's going to be moments of nervousness. There's going to be moments of fear. And I'm telling you, my friends, there's an enemy out to steal, kill, and destroy your peace. Jesus says, my peace I leave with you. So what is holding you back from experiencing God's peace? Is it peace with God? Are you holding on to the world? Are you not giving everything to God? So what, what's the difference between the world's peace peace that Christ offers his peace is not dependent on external circumstances his peace surpasses life challenges and uncertainties his peace gets quietness calmness and rest during troubles we're getting ready to sing a song and no matter what you walked in here with no matter what you've gone through Friends, if you don't have peace, soak in his presence. Soak in his presence. Allow the Holy Spirit to come and to fill you. And say, Holy Spirit, I relinquish this to you now. You say in my word, my peace, I leave you. And Lord, I want that peace. And so... We're gonna offer you to come up and just soak in his presence. You may say, I don't need to come to the altar. Let me tell you something about the beautiful thing about this altar. We have two leaders that have built a team that come in here every morning and they pray freedom over this altar. They pray healing over this altar. They pray peace over this altar. They pray for marriages to be restored over this altar. They pray for peace for you in your life. That's the beautiful thing of this altar. And so I wanna invite any of you guys that need to just come and soak in his presence. And if that's not you, I understand, sit in your seat. But the, the thing that we want is this. I don't want people looking around. I don't want people even walking around. We're gonna give reverence to the Holy Spirit right now. And we're gonna allow him to operate in people's lives. We're gonna allow him to transform people in their lives. So I'm gonna ask out of respect, give that reverence to the Holy Spirit right now. And we're gonna watch you guys walk out here with peace. Thank you for listening to the Portland Christian Center Podcast. If you'd like to hear more or learn more about us, visit our website at pcctoday.com or join us online for our live stream at 1030 at live.pcctoday.com.